0: Kings Podcast, for Kings fans, by Kings fans. As always, this episode is brought to you by Ziggy's Smoke Shop. You can follow Ziggy's on Instagram at ziggy's.stockton. They have locations in Stockton and Tracy. We are coming off of a really fun episode. Last week, Ryan and I, we came in and talked about the downsides of a small market and the lack of journalism in Sacramento. It was kind of a different conversation, but a fun conversation if you're looking for that episode or any of our others. You can always find those streaming on the Believe Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Bringing you to my coast today for one thirty eight, as always. Ryan was good. What's going on, everybody? It's been a it's been a
1: strenuous week. Uh, you know, a lot of stuffs going on. Uh, Sacramento is playing in about fifteen minutes. It's the next game that a that finally that nationally uh, televised game that they got against New York tonight. I was gonna go. Um. There's been some issues. So just so everybody knows, I I tore my shoulder, tore my shoulder up pretty bad. Um, I had surgery about 16 months ago, uh, rotator cuff, labrum, bicep tendons, and it seems like I tore it all up again. So um, I was trying to get someone to go to the game with me tonight, and uh, my buddy bailed. So I ended up selling the tickets uh, to that next game. I'm kind of bummed, man. I wanted to see that game, the nationally televised game. I think the uh, the atmosphere was going to be dope um so i'm just gonna have to settle for doing a podcast with you and uh watching the game uh here shortly but uh sacramento's rolling man they, they're they rolling they are officially the two seed um hopefully they can they can win tonight and uh you know start chipping away at the one seed wouldn't that be fucking crazy i was thinking about this today it's not gonna happen but i was thinking about today like holy shit what if sacramento was the one seed dude that's like uh, i can't even fathom that but uh one hundred thirty-eight episodes, Eric. I'm I'm excited to be here, man. And uh yeah, let, let's hop to it, man. I'm just rambling as usual to start the episode.
0: Yes, a couple things to talk about, Ryan. Before we get into the player this week, okay. Number one, it's the first time I think that I since we've been on, maybe the Kings hit the over, dude. Round of applause for us. The Kings hit the season over. We cash out. We might have talked about it last time, but you know what? I think if I did, it's worthy of doing well, it again.
1: We we hit the over fuck one time. I think we've hit the over one time is that year. They won 39 games. Um, But other than that, I mean, even then, that was like a disappointing end of the season too. Right. So this is like the first time where it's like, holy fuck, hit the over and they're in, they're, they're going to make the playoffs. It's like, holy shit, dude, this is crazy. So um, yeah, man, it's, it's, I've been on a real hot streak betting wise, dude. It's been a great start to 2023. I've been killing it with these two team basketball teasers. i probably do it about four or five times a week um so yeah man just you know good good vibes all around so far in
0: 2023 yeah the uh so that was number one point number two is you brought up two seed two seed kings i had already decided usually i I wait till we do the episode and i'll usually pick a title for the episode based on whatever the main one of the biggest themes of the of the uh of the podcast is and uh I, I just I I did something I was premeditated on this one, Ryan. I'm calling this one the two seed Kangs, just titling that just because I can. Who knows how long it'll last? It's like going to be a tough week, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But I'm putting it there because we can. And it's crazy. It took uh for the Kings to the two seed. It took us 138 episodes to get there. So that's you know I'm trying to think back to uh, where we started here on the podcast just for us personally so i i'm I'm taking advantage of the opportunity and i'm putting it so a lot to go into for sure don't want to blow our load early as we sometimes tends to do so here's what i'm going to do to break in the episode first round i'm gonna hit you with a player so if you don't know it first time listening or if it's been a while this is where we break in the episode with a random player for our childhood ryan has to guess based on their on their uh, player bio ryan has gone 0 for two in the last two weeks it's been fucking bad dude <laughs> it's been eating at me since our last uh, since episode 137
1: um i fucked up and didn't get speedy claxton somehow um and then before that i didn't get tim thomas dude and it, the tim thomas one is especially uh, embarrassing because like episode it was probably 135 134 i brought up tim thomas on the podcast too and i'm like fuck dude couple episodes later and i completely just blanked out. So I'm looking to redeem myself today.
0: Well I think you might be in your head. It's like when a golfer uh gets the uh like the yips that you know the the chip yips. Yeah it's like
1: uh it's happy Gilmore man. I just need to, you know, I need Chibs to just, you know, come up behind me and you know
0: tell me to go to my happy place and uh you know hopefully I can get past that mental block. Well here you go. Don't blow this one. Okay, here's your player they week, Ryan. he's six foot nine 245 the, the college Is what well, might help you it went to UConn 91 to 94 uh, Drafted in the 94 draft Fourth overall by the Minnesota Timberwolves He was a power forward Alright uh, Here is teams journeyman 94 to 95 Timberwolves 95 to 2000 Golden State Warriors 2000 to 2002 Utah Jazz I didn't realize he played for the Utah Jazz This is really where you're going to start picking up and knowing him Ryan 02 to 03, Chicago Bulls. 03 to 05, Toronto Raptors. 05 to 08, Cleveland Cavaliers. 08, Supersonics. 08 to 09, 76ers. All-NBA rookie, second team, 95. Uh, you're going to kind of know him as a... He shot threes. He was a powerful... Probably one of those players we talked about a little bit ahead of his time. Um, and I'm going to give you a hint because sometimes the bio doesn't do a great job. I think, you're I, know, think, I, I, think I got it. I, I, okay, <laughs> There you go. No more clues, and if you think you got it, go. What do you think? Is it Danielle Marshall? It's Danielle Marshall back, back in the game, buddy. Hey, the only reason
1: I know this, okay, true story, no bullshit. Danielle Marshall came up on <clears throat> it was freaking TikTok or something. He coaches college basketball now. I forget what team, but he popped up on on my TikTok when I was scrolling for some college basketball team. I'm blanking at the moment, and I was like, "Damn, Danielle Marshall, let me go check his stats out." This is like. Two weeks ago, dude. And so it's, fresh. Uh, it's fresh, dude. Oh, well, weird how things work, man. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, there you cool. go. That's cool. Nice.
0: Uh well, if he, he coaches the Greensboro Swarm as an assistant. So if you're really Oh, into- it's
1: it, no, it's it's G League, right? That's G League. Okay. Isn't is it? that what that is? I uh, think it's yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that, dude. He like yeah, popped G-League. up yes, G League, right? He popped up on my TikTok, dude, and it was like he was getting like a lot of praise. Like people are talking about how how great Danielle Marshall's doing. And I was like, let me check this mofo out because I remember that full always having that three that three icon that three
0: badge on nba live like 2003 so that's cool man nice i'm back on it that's funny uh i guess i guess i was thinking like why the hell are they named the swarm and i guess it's because they're they're a feeder to the hornets so it's like a play on that but imagine if you're if you're uh your your mascot or team name is like a like a, a it's not even a thing like a swarm is, at what is that is is that a, is that a <laughs>
1: Like to that swarm, a- like
0: like a swarm of bees, a swarm of hornets. It's like, it's just a weird name. That's why I was like, "What the hell is that?" But uh, okay. Anyway, enough of Daniel Marshall. You're back in the game, Ryan. You you lived to see another day. Let's talk about the Kings, dude. Two seed Kings. I, I, this is where I wanted to go to start off because we had done a couple episodes after the All Star break, and one of the big ones was that conversation with KC where we really talked about where the Kings could could kind of. Be uh, as as this second part of the season goes on, and at the time, you know, a lot of acquisitions from the Suns primarily, and then the Warriors getting healthy, the Mavericks getting Kyrie, um, the Clippers doing their thing, and so there was a lot of like, I, I don't know what you call it, realistic like outlook. The Kings were going to have a tough time this second part of the season, but to be honest, they they've done really well, uh, you know they went on a nice winning streak coming out of all-star break and that really separated themselves. And that's really, man, it's, if anything, as a fan like that, that shit is awesome too, because this isn't, this isn't that stuff that never happened. The like, you never could just put it together. It seemed like when the, in years past where the going would get good, then it would get real bad, you know, and for them to do that right off the bat and they beat good teams too. They beat the Clippers twice in that, that bomb game. And uh, beat beat the, uh, the Blazers and then beat the Pelicans the other night I was at I was at that game um, but you know just 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 kind of separating themselves a little bit which they're gonna need because looking ahead of the schedule which we can go into including tonight it's tough it's really tough and so it was really important I think for the Kings to come out and and kind of establish some wins under their belt and get ahead because there was a real like them going on there in the middle of the Western Con- Conference standings. And if they had not taken care of business, even if they had a 500 record, they're in the thick of it. And then these games become more, much more consequential. That's where we were talking about potential. You could slip down on the bottom of the standings, but they didn't do that thus far. So everything's kind of good, man. They're looking good. It's fun. Uh, But a lot of big games, especially the next three, including tonight, when people listen to this next game will be over. they will kind of know what ended up coming of it. But yeah, Suns, Bucks. So anyway, what what are your thoughts right now? The Kings, the latest role, what they're doing, man. Uh, talk to me. Something that we talked about
1: early on in the season and something that's been Sacramento's issue the last few seasons since that 39-win season um, has been the, you know, the real lows, right? The like last year, two nine-game losing streaks at different times in the season. That's been the key to Sacramento this year. There hasn't been a seven a six i don't think i don't even think a five game losing streak for sacramento so far this season if i'm if i'm correct um if there has been a four game losing streak one one of them maybe um so that's really been the key it's been the consistency and not allowing yourself to um you know really go down in the dumps similar to what i was doing with you know in this with this uh two two uh episode losing streak on these uh on these guessing the players, right? The obscure NBA player, uh, that mental block that comes in, Sacramento's really avoided that. uh I know it's a funny, uh, a funny comparison, but it's true, right? When when you're losing, it kind of seems like things just start piling on, you get in your head. Um, uh, they've really avoided that, man. And it's kind of been the it's been the theme of the season, man, the consistency that ha- that they have. But also something I mean you talked about earlier today, uh, when we were driving home from work, was uh, you know, just being healthy, that plays an extremely, extremely uh, huge role in their success so far. Um, knock on wood, but Sacramento is probably the healthiest team in the NBA. And any time that you're a, a healthy team that has two All-Stars on your roster, um, you're going to be successful, right? So uh, I, I think you know. a couple weeks ago when we came on with the All-Star break, we had talked about this stretch that was coming up about how Sacramento had an extremely difficult Uh, schedule in the month of March. And if they could just somehow get through that, they're going to set themselves up for success. They came out the gates firing after the all-star break. Um, They're ahead of the, they're ahead of the, the curve, so to say. So I'm really excited, man. I'm extremely happy with the way things have turned out. But like we talked about earlier today, Eric, you know, you got Boston coming up, you have Phoenix coming up and you have Milwaukee coming up all at once. And that is, uh, that's no small task, right? So, pay attention to the next few weeks between now. And I think April 7th, the last game of the season against golden state, um, things are going to get, things are going to get crazy. The playoff atmosphere is going to pick up. The G1C is going to be fucking rocking. So I'm really looking forward to it, man. You, it, let's be real. Seven months ago, none of us thought this that this would happen.
0: No, not at all. I think that, uh, uh, I want to say that at the beginning of the season, you and I, I, I think we were optimistic maybe more than most. I think a lot of people were, were cautious about about the team and, and didn't really want to go out there and say it. And, and I feel that, I think, for good reason. Uh, I, you know, I I want to say we thought that they would be a top-eight team. That's kind of what we said. We, we thought that they would be a top-eight uh, playoff team. Uh, but, yeah, no, I mean, this, this would be absurd – uh if if this if anybody said that they saw this coming, I, I I did not see this coming. And it's not like the West is down either. It's yeah, there's not to like besides the nuggets just being above and beyond kind of everybody, um, it's not like it's like weak and down. There's a lot of good teams there. Yeah, there's been injuries and all that, but whatever, you know. Uh but yeah, it, it, it's definitely surprising, but Here's where, here's where I'm at. And this is where I thought that I wanted to have this conversation with you today. Like, it, everyone's cautious, you know, throughout the we're We're cautious. We're going through the season. We're kind of wondering, like, we're kind of waiting for that, that law, like you talked about, that, that, because that's always what had happened. And it seems like it's not happening. At some point, like, I've been waiting for separation in the standings and I've been waiting to finally kind of like start to go in, start to be in all, all in. And, I I think just from talking to you recently, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting there. I'm almost, I'm almost there. And I'm about there. I I do. Cause one of those like, dude, they've been doing it. They've been doing it for so long now, very consistently. It's looking the same way. There's like a formula that they constantly put into place. At some point you're going to have to buy in and, and, um, I'm kind of, I I don't want to get too ahead of myself on how good I think they could be. I think that they're good. I think you have more reservations. I'll let you, I'll let you state your own, but I will say that as we go in this conversation, this stretch is, this has to be the kind of definitive uh, part to make up our mind on, on, on everybody, all, like believing in them and what they can do in the postseason. Right. This is, this is kind of the stretch. It has to be.
1: You're playing against over the next few weeks. You're playing against the best teams in the NBA. You're getting Giannis. You're getting Jason Tatum. You're getting Kevin Durant all in the next like ten days in Sacramento. If if you truly are the number two seed, right, and, and you want people to respect you and you want people to buy into what's happening in Sacramento, you got to take care of business. Now, I'm not saying go out there and go three and zero, but if you go one and two, and two of those losses are by twenty five people are going to start, you know, well, maybe Sacramento, just, you know, everything went right for them. Maybe, you know, like I've, I've kind of been a little more reserved with my take on Sacramento and my whole thing is maybe they've just, you know, they're, they're really healthy and everything's everything's happened exactly um, how, you know, exactly how it should for them to make them in the position that they are. But um, one of my things with Sacramento and I, and I, you were trying to drive me to, to put my take on here. So I'll go ahead and give it. One of my my things about Sacramento that I'm not completely sold in is the defensive end of of the court, right? So everybody knows statistically Sacramento has like the best offensive rating of all time, right? And people are saying, well, it's the best offense uh, of all time and all that stuff. I don't believe that for one second, right? The the offensive rating is kind of whatever. Uh, I watch every single game. I've been to a lot of games this year. I watch a team very closely. This isn't the best. I I don't even think it's the best offense in the, in the, uh, in the league. All right. They might have the best offense rating, but I don't think it's the best offense in the league. Um, but the defense aside, it's consistently getting one thirty put on, right? I watched that new Orleans game the other night. New Orleans is not a very good three pointing shooting team. Sacramento was leaving them wide open all over the court. So, When I watch that stuff and I see these teams consistently putting up, uh, you know, a lot of points, consistently hitting threes, um, it worries me. So I worry about, you know, when teams start clamping down and actually playing defense uh, in the playoffs, um, can Sacramento hang? I am a little more reserved. I I really, I'm not completely sold that Sacramento can do that. I don't know. Uh, You know, everybody's talking about, well, they're the two seed in my opinion, I think Sacramento is probably more uh, the fourth or fifth best team in the in the division, um, or excuse me, in the conference. I, I think there's some other teams that are starting to get healthy that I would probably put against above Sacramento in a seven game series, um, just because of the deficiencies on the defensive end. I have yet to see that, and um, you know we've seen a lot of great offenses in the regular season, and then when it comes to actually playing in the postseason things change because the game changes right you have to play on both ends of the court and uh i i'm I'm excited to see that i'm excited to see what they can do but as of right now i'm not completely bought in that they are the true two seed and you guys have heard it here on the podcast it's not hate it's not saying that i think sacramento is not very good um they're a a legitimate playoff roster there is talent on the team um but that defensive side of the ball is it, it it struggles man and uh, you know, I watch games, and there's a lot of wide open three pointers, and and it really worries me.
0: You and I are like on, we're on two opposite positions of where we're at. I think that for you, you you're trying to be, you're trying to, you're trying to be critical and realistic of what you see, but not sound like a hater. You know, you don't want people to think you're just hating the success. That's what's tough right now to to put takes out there. I'm not hating the success. Yeah, at all. No, I'm I, extremely I, happy with it. Yeah. I know you're not and I know you believe in it, but this is this is what we've always talked about on the podcast is like it's always extremes one way or the other. Right. So you're in a place where you see where you see kind of the deficiencies which you laid out, whereas for me, I'm I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm more like I'm really kind of believing past where I thought that I could get with them even just like two, three weeks ago and what i'm and i'm when i said i'm in the opposite what i'm not trying to do is is come across as like uh blind like a blind fandom you know hype uh, over over loving them right so we're that's where we're both at you're not trying to sound like the hater and i'm not trying to sound like the biased kings lover you know but i think that there's somewhere in the middle that's probably true but we're going to have to get there and I, I i what i don't want is to just be this like uh treading water on my take uh and then whatever it comes like she's kind of hedging if that makes sense like hedging my take you know it's not at some point i want to just like that's what we that's kind of what we do is is give it firm and so it's it's like a that's why it's like a tough limbo spot and i don't think either of us are wrong and to speak so definitively is difficult so i think that's where we're both at you and i have talked recently and that's kind of my where I feel like we're both at, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the playoffs, right? So hold on, I haven't done this in a few weeks. See if this works, Eric. The beer crack didn't work. Dang it, I got to get better at that. I haven't done it in a while. But so I'm looking forward to the playoffs, right? And when I look at Sacramento, you know, and and, and how the roster's constructed and how they're playing the regular season, and, and I, you you know, you try to dissect it and predict how they're going to do in the playoffs, there's a few things that come to mind with this roster, right? Right. Yeah, they're good offensively, um, but I don't think you know. I think the offensive rating best of all time. I don't think that's representative of the roster. I don't. Um, just eye test wise. Defensively, they let a, you know, like I said earlier, they leave a lot of three point shooters wide open. One of the things that I'm gonna come on here and say, and I'm gonna predict, is when they get in the playoffs, one of the one of the problems that they're gonna see is Sabonis getting in foul trouble, dude. That's one thing that I watch every single game. And Sabonis is in fucking foul trouble with three fouls midway through the second quarter. And he gets his fourth foul early on in the third quarter. When you get in the playoffs, that shit's not going to fly. That's going to be a huge problem, right? You're going to get Sabonis getting getting in foul trouble early on. And it's going to cause guys like Rashawn Holmes have to play. Alex Len have to play. Trey Lyles is going to have to play. And they might have to go a little small ball. And what that's going to, you know, in the regular season, it's not that big of a deal because teams are, you know, they rest guys, right? They get those guys that break in the third quarter and they're sit them out early in the fourth quarter and put, put a push on late. When you're in the playoffs, guys play fucking 45 minutes. Okay, so if Sabonis gets in foul trouble early, you're going to be having, you know, Trey Lyles or Metu or Rashawn Holmes come in and play starter, you know, starter role against starters for the other team. And that's one of the deficiencies that I keep an eye on. And that's something that I'm predicting that is going to happen. And that's why I'm not completely sold. You know, that offense is not the same without DeMontis Sabonis. And if he keeps, you know, continuing to get in foul trouble, which he's going to, teams are going to game plan against that. And they're going to go to the post early on to get Sabonis in foul trouble. That's going to be a huge problem. So, uh, you know, between the defense and leaving guys wide open in the corner and Sabonis' foul trouble problems, that is something that I'm predicting in the playoffs that's going to hurt them.
0: Yeah. And it seems like it's been a problem all year. It's pretty that because that's no secret. We all have been talking about that since day one, really. And that's where we we kind of went in a couple episodes after the deadline about Rashawn Holmes, about how, man, he's not playing. So you expected him coming into the year. We, you know, uh, we expected Rashawn Holmes to play and to be a we had always said for like a lot of years that if Rashawn Holmes is your backup, then that means that you're a good team. And the Kings are team, but you know, so they, I think they count on him. And so then where do you turn Yeah, You say Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles is probably one of the biggest value. You got to be one of the biggest values in the NBA cap wise right now. Dude probably makes a 2 million two or million, something. 2 million, yeah,
1: like 2.3 or something like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, but his, I think a lot of his comes on the offensive end. The guy is, he's kind of a bucket from three. He does his thing physically inside with within his limitations but you're right. They don't necessarily. Have, they've tried Metu. Metu just does dumb shit. There's been a lot of games where <laughs> I don't know if you've seen some of the games where Metu does dumb shit, and then Mike Brown will call timeout just to rip his ass. I remember there was a game not long ago where they literally called a timeout, pulled him off of the court, threw them the iPad, and yelled at him. You know, so it just that that is a problem, and it's worth acknowledging. You know, it, you, I think you can find. uh and, and pick at those things, and they're valid, too. But there's also the strength. I mean, what, what there's also the strengths. You know, this is where I was coming from, too, is that, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. O- offense in the league right now is just, just like, all the way up, like, all around. So, you know, whatever. Advanced stats, I, I don't – I'm not too hot on advanced stats, so I can't use them to my benefit sometimes, too. I can't be playing both sides with that. Um, but I do think that my point has been that the Kings – they've done it the same way, very consistently. Like, like I said, there's a formula they're rolling out there. And at some point it's like that, that at some point teams are what they are, you know, and I, I know the game changes, but that's where our conversation we've had before was about, which is like, you know, I, I'm, there's like, there are a couple of teams in the West. I'm going to have a hard time giving the benefit of the doubt of right away. And some, I will, and that, and that's going to have to be sorted out down the stretch and, I guess for you, I'll ask a question. The next, at, at what point, you know, we can you make the decision? I don't know if we can say that now,
1: you know. You, you mean make the decision about just kind I mean, of really where, really like where is, they really stand in the landscape? Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard, man. Right. So it's hard because every year there's a team, and me and you have this conversation when we were driving earlier on the phone. And, you know, I was telling you, Jose, every year there's a team that jumps up in the standings, right? And then they get to the playoffs and they struggle uh, just because the style of play. So it, it's hard. I I would say at the end of March, if they go through this gauntlet with Phoenix and they go through this gauntlet against the box and Boston and they show out and they play the defense and they can, and they can show that they can control, uh, you know, that top tier talent, then I'll start to lean the other way. But you know, it's, it's just really hard because the game changes so much in the playoffs. There's no rest no more. Guys are playing all the time. Uh, you know, so like a, a team like the Clippers, for example, Sacramento's beat them twice in the last 10 days. And the first game was probably one of the greatest basketball games you've ever seen regular season wise. Uh, you know, they're not scoring 175 points against Clippers in the playoffs, right? The team's going to clamp down. I I would expect Kawhi Leonard to clamp down and uh, put more effort on the defensive end. Paul George, the same thing. Um, You know, so when I look at teams, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if Sacramento can really clamp down. I know that these other teams have the ability to do it. They've shown it right. Those superstar, those superstar players like Kawhi, like Paul George, um, who come in in the, in the playoffs and they really clamp down another team, like the Warriors, they, they're starting to get healthy with Steph Curry coming back, Draymond's missed games. When it comes to the playoffs, these guys are playing 45 minutes. They know what it takes. They're going to clamp down on, the, on that end of the court. And I just don't know if Sacramento's offense can sustain the level that it's at when teams are playing legitimate defense for 48 minutes. And then Sacramento has not shown at all that they can clamp down on that side of the ball. So there's things that I worry about. You know, I, I look at this roster and it's you know, I see some deficiencies. You know, we, we talked about at the trade deadline, we wanted a backup big that, you know, can come in and eat up minutes if something happens. They didn't do that. You know, Sabonis continues to get into foul trouble early on in games. And in the playoffs, teams aren't fucking dumb. You know, they they know that Sabonis is going to get fouls, right? They know that he's going to, he, he's he's going to get fouls on both the offense and defense that They are going to target him. You know, a couple years ago when Utah was the one seed, Teams targeted Rudy Gobert and it forced Rudy Gobert to not play in the playoffs. The defensive player of the year, you know, people think he's the best defensive big man in the NBA. This guy would literally, you couldn't play him in the playoffs because team's strategy changes, right? People actually start taking it serious and they're like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to go at this team's weakness. So um I, it, it's hard. It's hard to predict what's going to happen, but, um, you know, just based off what I'm seeing, you know, just off watching games in person and on TV, um, I'm not convinced that Sacramento can take it to that next level because I've never seen it before. Right. So
0: well, it's going to be interesting. I think that's really what it, what, what's, what's making this season very interesting is that you have some of the historically better teams in the West. They're kind of down, down below. Uh and that's that's where the problem is, is that you kind of have to it's hard to believe in the in the in the new team. But that's why I said, man, I, I'm not that guy to I, I've never been like that where I just was playing both sides. I think and I'm not saying you're doing that. And to be honest, I don't think I'm doing that yet, but I don't want to do that where I'm hedging, like not wanting to dip my toe in, but oh, they could lose. But you know, at some point there it's gonna show. And I think that the regular season is going to be the the place to do that. The team that you talked about, teams that have randomly ascended, it's like the Atlanta Hawks a bunch of years, a couple of years, like three years ago, where they got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and with Trey Young and and they, I looked, they were the fifth seed that year, and then they got in. But you know, the problem is, is that typically in the past, the bottom of the conference, it's clear. You know, it's clear uh, uh, and that's not going to be the case. Like you're, you're going to have that round one matchup that is going to be considered favorable. And I think maybe that's where the pause is coming is when you're when you're looking at your round one matchup being a healthy Lakers, potentially healthy Anthony Davis, who's in a potentially healthy Warriors who are defending champs, who are veterans, you, you, a healthy Clippers potentially who are lanky, and, you know, and maybe not a great matchup. I get the concern right but if Sacramento does it over 82 games at some point that that and they and they end up as high as they are like at some point I'm going to have to go all in I guess and that's where I I want to wait I don't want to do it yet because I get it I'm not being a, I'm not being some bullshit pansy ass both sides afraid to make a take I just think it's true well my my thing is and, and you brought up a good point right that the bottom of the west
1: The defending champions are probably going to be the seven or eight seed, right? So like it's there's a potential that your first round playoff series is against Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond with Jordan Poole off the bench or whatever. You know, that, you know, and I I I'll come out and say, in what world does Sacramento win that? right? In what world, why would I give, I have a hard time giving the benefit of the doubt to Sacramento as great as they've done this year, you know, as great as they played, you know, I'm not going to jump on and, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. That's like, Oh yeah, we're the two seed. We got this. No, I don't want to, I, you know, healthy, I would take golden state, you know, and, and even, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the first round playoff series. I don't want to fucking see that. Right. So you know, all these people are sitting there like, well, we're the two seed, we're this great. And it's like, I don't see it like that. And I just, I've watched enough basketball in my life to know that nobody gives a shit about the regular season as long as they get in. Right. You know, nobody, the golden state don't give a fuck where they land at if they're the seven seed or they're the they don't care. Get us in. And we're, we're going to show you why we're the defending champs. And that that's the point that I'm trying to make. That it's like, fuck, dude. If you really believe that Sacramento can beat a healthy Golden State team, I just don't see it, man. Anytime that you have, you know, a top 10 player of all time in Steph Curry, you, you don't want to see that. I don't I don't want to see that. You know, anytime that you're playing against LeBron James in the playoffs, I don't give a fuck if he's 38. I don't want to see that. And I have a hard time giving the benefit of the doubt to a Sacramento team. That's just it's the way I feel. I don't think it's I don't think it's a crazy take. I don't think it's a hating take. Um, you know, I'm ecstatic that Sacramento's in this position, but in what world would you would you do that, right? So I I I, I, yeah.
0: I think that I think that it's I think it's it's a different conversation if if the Kings are where they're at right now, two or three seed at the end of the season, then 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 I then I'll go there with you and I'll probably challenge you. As of now, you can't really argue, you can't argue that. As of right now, you can't. But that's what I'm saying. With the stretch they have, the games they have, if they do come through, then it's a different conversation we're going to have to have. And I'm putting it on right now because I I want it to be I want it to be something that's going to be pressed. I get, and I think we've laid it out pretty good. I think people understand that. And honestly, man, if anybody is one direction or the other, soup already hardcore on us listening, like, because I get what you're saying. We are on Kingsland our page, right, or on Twitter. You, you can't even say anything. Like, they're the two seed. They're, it's like nuance, man. And, and we're breaking down the nuance here, so we don't have to repeat that. Everything we've said. But at the same time, too, to just dismiss them, tough to do. It's a really weird, really weird season. This is probably the weirdest fucking basketball seasons I can remember in some time. Uh, it really is. Um, I, I, the, the thing, though, that I want to shift to, Ryan, is is that the, the – is that I think Darren Fox's ascension this year is like legit and real. And I, I really do believe in him. Like I really, really do. And I I, I want to ask you, like in, in the playoff, like getting a guy who can get a bucket and get a shot off is like man, that's a thing, you know? And, and and that's that's kind of where I have that's kind of where I'm going because I think if they end up as a higher seed and they end up kind of doing what they've been doing for the remainder of the season and they go into a blob series. Like you got to have a guy who can go get a bucket and score and get off and get loose and do that too. And that's a factor. That's that's what's giving me the hope on, on the Kings is I do believe they have a guy who's got like superstar like qualities. I just feel that way. I'll say that, you know, I'll, I'll put that out there. The guy can get fucking buckets. I agree. No,
1: I, I agree. You know, his ascension this year has been um, uh, the main reason why they're the two seed currently. Um, but when it comes down to it, and this is my whole thing it's again, you get in a playoff series, De'Aaron Fox or Steph Curry. You're taking Steph Curry. You get in a playoff series, LeBron James or De'Aaron Fox, you're taking LeBron James. You get in a playoff series, Kawhi Leonard, De'Aaron Fox, you're taking Kawhi Leonard. You know, and this is my and that's kind of my, you know, it plays into my thing. It's he can, you know, I I fully believe he's a superstar, but there is levels, man. When you have all-time greats, right, there is all You have potentially a a three-straight MVP guy, Nicole Jokic, around there. You have LeBron James, who, in my opinion, is the greatest basketball player to ever live. You have Steph Curry, in my opinion, who's the second-greatest point guard of all time. And these guys are still playing like they're in their prime. It's all fine and dandy. Yeah, great. Darren Fox is going to get his, right? But uh, history tells me that the better player is going to win that series. And when you're going up against all-time greats, no matter how good De'Aaron Fox is, nobody's putting De'Aaron Fox in the same stratosphere as Jokic, Steph Curry, or LeBron James. And that's that's kind of my point. And that's why I look at it and I'm like, man, fuck, dude. It, it's hard. It is hard because those guys, you know, they're, you, you talked about a, a you know, this is a weird season. There is kind of a passing of the torch that's going on in the Western Conference right now. Teams are getting older. Guys are starting, you know, teams are starting to phase out. We're at the end of that Warriors dynasty. We're at the end of LeBron's reign. But those guys still have it, right? So, um, you know, it's something to keep a look at. And it's something that I'm still recognizing. Those guys are still great. You know, maybe their teams aren't as great in the regular season because they haven't really played. Let's be real. Steph Curry's missed a lot. Um, But those guys still have playoff series left in them they can still go out there and average 40 in a
0: playoff series no problem so that's that's really and and you're right though that is where the nba has has it's what it's become where you're right it's just about getting in um and and this is where this the thing i've been thinking about too and that like you're right if you're talking about the star of each team you're not putting fox above luca above above kevin durant above steph curry above Kawhi leonard above lebron james but um the one thing this is this is where it's a question mark i'm not saying saying one way or another but it's a question mark right the thing is is some of these teams like their entire teams still have some shit to figure out and still have the que- they have the question marks on it and that's what i mean like that's some stuff i'm gonna have to look at because is. Much as the Lakers are talented, if what what Anthony Davis is going to show up, if Anthony Davis shows up though and balls out. you've been saying this, I'll I'll tell you this right now, he has been fucking balling out. If Anthony Davis shows up and looks like prime dude, like baller dude, like I yeah, you know that's gonna be I've, that's, that's. I've been I've been
1: saying for months. I've been saying for months about them.
0: They're all question marks, man, and, and I'm sure we're going to keep going into this over the next bunch of weeks. And you kind of went into it today, but I'm just saying, like, that's the thing. And I guess that's where we're at. Without beating dead horses today, that's where we're at. It's like I do think the Kings team has figured it out. They, they, they kind of there's like I said, there's a formula. There, it's very consistent on what they they do. And I can't say the same thing about a, a a lot of other teams. Now, if they figure it out, sure, you know, they, they have to and it's that's the fun of it that's why there's a giant playoff that's why the nba season is interesting um and it is there are there are a lot of questions. and and the west from top to bottom you're right it's fucking it's it's, it's just it's tough because there's stars everywhere but i don't know i mean it's just fun i i don't want to beat the dead horse on a conversation though but i thought i think it was a good i think it was good good point on us today to, to go in on on kind of that and where we're at but i just don't I'm telling you, Ryan, I'm challenging people because I'm challenging myself. Don't be a bunch of pussy ass pansy asses and just fall in love and just be blind about stuff. Like I'm not trying to do. And then don't just be a total hater, which is like what you're, you're not trying to do either. Right, man. Like we're trying, you got to have to kind of figure it out. But uh, it's, it, it sucks, man. It's like, I, I wish this one season of the Kings with the two seed. And they were balling their dominant. And it was like, like it's been an NBA's past, you know, I wish it was like that. You know, I was looking, we were talking about looking up that, uh, the atlanta hawks i look the first the first round dude they played the fucking new york knicks and I, I don't know the 2021 new york knicks was probably garbage i'm gonna guess that they weren't that good <laughs> you that know was, so it's that like, was the
1: year it was a young rj barrett that was the year that like julius randall was like an mvp like the fifth in mvp voting like they they played hard. They, yeah, they played they played hard. You know, they played hard. That's cool. Whatever.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm look at this team: Alfred, Payton, Julius, Randall, Reggie, Bullock, R.J. Barrett, and New Orleans Noel were the starters for that team, dude. Yeah, that you know, like that. That's exactly. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to have a fun little matchup like that? Because really, at the end of the day, I think if the Kings got in, won a playoff series, and battled uh, battled strongly in the second one, I think it would be really fun and and with the team being young and with good direction it's for things to come but
1: you're going to be disappointed right but it's it's one of those things that there is levels to the nba right like there is levels to teams just don't come out of nowhere and get to the nba finals right like that's even the warriors you know the warriors that year that they that they went with mark jackson they make the playoffs and they fire mark jackson they take the next step um sacramento does have steps that they got to get to right like we're not coming on here i i i nobody in the world except for that one guy who put like a million dollars on Sacramento to win the NBA finals this year thinks that right. Like is even expecting that, but there is levels to this. Um, I would like to see Sacramento get in a favorable matchup and, and, you know, possibly get a first round win. That'd be awesome. Um, but it's just, dude, I just look at the landscape, man. And it's, I I was at work today, dude, and let's be real, I wasn't really working too much, man. It was I I work Monday through Thursday. It's a Thursday, so it's like my technically my Friday. It's raining outside. I'm looking up the I'm looking up the standings, I'm looking up these teams, and it's just man. You know, I'm like, fuck, that's a bad matchup. Holy shit. That that guy might that guy's an all-time great. Oh man, this guy and this guy. And it's just I just see a lot, man. I see a lot in the Western Conference for Sacramento to overcome. But but one thing they do have going for them, like I said, again, knock on wood, it's the health, man. You know, they are the healthiest team in the NBA this year. And if they can keep that going, you know, Sacramento could be a sprained ankle away from, you know, an un, you know they're a, they're a Steph Curry sprained ankle away possibly from maybe sneaking into the Western Conference Finals. You never know. So that is one thing that I can say about Sacramento, uh, that the health, dude, it's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, the uh, someone Yahoo Sports or something like that. Someone someone was quoted this week. Like, there's a there's a real world where uh, you you blink in the Sacramento Kings are and and the Western Conference Finals. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's how the playoffs work. There, are right. Injuries, matchups, a lot of things. I mean, you just never do. I think it's a good place to land tonight, Ryan. I I, uh, I think it was a good conversation. At some point, we're gonna have to get a little bit more definitive when that time comes, and really. Are you with me, though, that we're kind of betting in that it's going to be this next stretch because there are so many real matchups here coming up? Do you agree of that, like this is yes. should provide more clarity?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think we need to schedule right now a podcast for March 25th, the morning of March 25th, and that is after they've played Boston, after they played Milwaukee, and that's the night after they play Phoenix or the morning after they play Phoenix. We need to hop on and, and really assess how they did against that top Here talent, right? So, uh, you know, Jason Tatum, Giannis, Kevin Durant. I have those guys, you know, in my top five in the NBA right now. So uh, how they can play against those teams um, is going to tell us a lot.
0: Yeah, because really back half of the season, there's a lot of winnable games. And there's winnable games in there, too. You got to take care of those ones as well. I mean, it'll it'll tell. Time will tell. And then better takes will come. And fucking just hold on, man. Hold the line. That's that's really kind of where I'm at. But... Hey guys, appreciate you listening. If you ever want to interact or be a part of the show, you can always do so by tagging us. You can find Ryan and I on Twitter and Facebook at KingsCast Eric and KingsCast Ryan, where we're active. You can also. Find us on the Kingsland Facebook group where we are admins of the page. Check that out. It's a good place to be, especially right now. And if you ever want to support the show, please slide down on Apple Podcasts or slide up on Spotify and leave us a five-star review. It does help us get our show out there and reach more Kings fans just like you. And as always, check us on the Believe Podcast Network where we are the Sacramento Kings Signature Show. So with that, for Ryan, this is Eric. Go Kings. Kings.